Welcome to the Black Girl Flow podcast, a space dedicated to creating conversation that pushes us to be in alignment and at peace with ourselves and the world around us. We are about cultivating joy, growth, and success in our life, love, and identity. So join us as we find our flow. We are your hosts, Liv and Lex, two 20-something-year-old black girls working every day to be in flow, and we want you along this journey with us. Hey, everyone. Liv and Lex are super excited to share with you all this new two-part series, which will focus on finding your voice through storytelling. Y'all know in the Black Girl Flow podcast community, we are all about how to align our passions and our purpose. And we're bringing you two Black women who have done exactly that. We hope this series inspires you all to think about your own story and how stepping into creativity can bring us all closer to living in flow. So sit back and enjoy these creative guests as they reflect on their own journey of storytelling, including the ups, the downs, the highlights, the hard lessons, and most of, most importantly, the best pieces of advice they got along the way. I hope you all enjoy this series. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Black Girl Flow podcast. I truly hope that Capricorn season is treating y'all well, that you are writing down your 2022 goals and figuring out a way to execute it because that's pretty much how I always feel during Capricorn season. I'm also biased. I'm a Capricorn. But today we have one of the mega creatives that me and Lex both look up to joining us today on the podcast. And we are so excited to jump into into this conversation. So Today, we are joined with Maura Chance, named one of 2190's dream-chasing girl bosses you need to follow. She's a creative with a rare ability to connect with all audiences. Known for her unapologetic attitude and can-do spirit, women of all ages recognize Maura as a woman to watch and follow. She's an actress, multidisciplinary artist, writer, entrepreneur, and champion for several causes. Most of them aim toward equal rights and inspiring young women to live unapologetically and reach their full potential. Maura began her career as a professional actress at the age of 13, appearing on Disney's Ant Farm in numerous national commercials. While taking a personal hiatus from acting, Maura earned a BA in Comparative Women's Studies and Writing from Spelman College, where she interned for BET Networks, ConLive Distribution, and True Story Agency to learn the ins and outs of the entertainment industry. Upon completion of her studies, Maura returned to the screen as a co-star on Bossip's VTV, providing commentary on all things pop, pop culture, and also served as an apprentice to writer, producer, and showrunner, Mara Brock Akil. Mara com- formerly served as the creative director and producer of former LA-based lifestyle group, The Black Sheep TV, founded by actor Kofi Cerebo, aka My Husband, which garnered over 7 million plus channel views. She's also the founder of Tribe, a women's empowerment organization dedicated to reigniting the spirit of tribal community amongst women of the African diaspora and beyond. What a lovely and extensive bio, Mara. Thank you so much for joining us today, and we are so happy to have you. Thank you for having me. Yes, of course. And so you already know, we have to get into the pulse check. How are we feeling? What are the vibes? As I said, Capricorn season kind of has us or has me in this space of like trying to figure out my 2022 goals and how to execute them. But Lex, how are you feeling? It is, well, we know we fangirl every time we have a guest. So y'all already know I'm over here just waiting to dive into just what we already know is going to be the surface of Maura's career, her aspirations, how she lives her life. So I will keep my post check brief because I know we're all waiting for that conversation. But Liv, I think it is so funny. It's these moments, especially when we're in the midst of Capricorn season, that I'm just like, ah, I'm such an Aquarius. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's so great because I'm seeing so many people be like so inspired during this time and, and so driven. And I am just inching further and further into my hole so that I can make like my sudden immersion in um in peak Aquarius season so I am loving everybody else who's um in the thick of it and I 
you know, hilariously asked a Capricorn in my life. I was like, oh, that's still Capricorn season. And they just darted at me and they were like, of course it is. Can you not feel the ambition in the air? And I was like, all righty, all righty. I was like, let's tone it down a little bit. Um, like, you will not force me into being a productive boss babe. Like get, get that away from me. <laughs> I want nothing with it. And you will not, you're like, I'm deleting Instagram. I'm not even gonna, I don't want to see it. You're not I it's not but, speed. It's, yeah, it's not. I, I would nothing to do with it. But I have have. I do have to say, I've had some really just great, great days of just like full, full living is what I would like to call it. Just mm. like those days where it's just not that the focus is productivity or doing too much, but just like really full, beautiful days that you just kind of hit your head on the pillow and you're like, wow, good day, good day, very grateful whatever is in store for tomorrow, feel prepared for it. So that's how I'm coming into this space. It's just kind of being like, haha, these Capricorns. <laughs> but more, how are you doing? Let us know. I kind of echo a lot of your sentiments. It's interesting. I am a nerd side, I'm a Virgo. And so I'm big on planning Love and that. organizing anyway. Love. But I end up, I pretty much start my years in Aquarius season, almost. Thank you. you. Thank you. Yes. Everyone is like, you know, it's something about it to me. It's like, I do, I love the freshness of a new year, a new journal, a new, you know, all of the new pieces, but something, I think almost letting the dust settle a little bit for me, I I need to kind of be present and see what I'm feeling. I think, you know, we kind of dive right into like, I'm going to, this is my resolution. This is my this. Um, And so even this year I I change it around and I'm focusing on some of my intentions some of them balls might drop. Like I always say I have glass balls and I have rubber balls. I try not to let any of my glass balls drop. My rubber balls are, I'm a little more flexible, um, but I don't have, you know, like I have to get this done. I, I'm really moving from a space of fluidity. I think after the past year that we've had, the past couple of years we've had, the planning kind of has to go up. I'm just letting it settle. I'm letting it just come and flow as it's going to be. I, I am so organized. I am so type A that, you know, I, I struggle with releasing control. It's like that, like that, um, that piece in, in scissors control. And her mom's like, you know, I always thought if I didn't have control, or like I, I would spiral, I would spiral. And so, um, this past couple of years has just let me know to kind of just like, I don't have control of much and I definitely don't have much control during a global pandemic. Um, and so, you know, I'm letting the year unfold. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling refreshed, um, but I'm, I'm just excited for possibilities. I'm everything that's happened to me, usually outside of my control is better than my, my wildest dreams, mm-hmm. the wildest intention I can write down. And so okay. I'm, I'm excited to see what 2022 ushers in. Well, you are in the right space to be acting in flow and in community. This is is the community for that because what we're realizing collectively is that by by embracing that, and it's perfectly imperfect, like it is a constant reminder. It's a practice. But what we're realizing is that we're better for that. So just to hear you kind of be in the thick of that feels so, so good. So live the Capricorn queen. How you doing? How you doing? Well, I made my vision board for 2022 last night. (laughs) It's just, it's, I I love how like we're all kind of on different parts of the spectrum, but yeah, Yeah. I decided that that was something that I really enjoyed doing last year. Last year was my first time making a vision board. So I was like, what, why don't I give it another shot this year? And this time I'm actually making a six month vision board. So I don't want to like think of it throughout the year, but more so tangible things that I can point to and be like, okay, I want a thousand YouTube subscribers by the end of June or something like that. And I think that that works better for my personality and just like the way that I process things. And I've also just been on this wellness journey and it's been so cool seeing your wellness journey, Maura, on Instagram because (laughs) girl... (laughs) It's a process and it's a lifestyle change, right? It's a process. Talk about it. It's a pick it back up and try it again. Dust it off. Oh, how dare. (laughs) No, I mean, I think I'm all for letting the dust settle. And I've been just trying to figure out like different ways to be active and Mm -hmm. cleanse my mind. So that's my pulse check. Thank you so much for joining us on this little. Yes. I'll ask very quickly. 
did you do a, are you an analog girl? Are you a digital girl? Is your, is your vision board digital? Is it, did you take it back to the page? Yeah. So I actually did it digitally both last year and this year. But I had the intention, I literally bought magazines from Target. So it's like, I had the intention. Oh, you're spending money because those are, publishing has gone up, baby. And I'm thinking- $46 is too much. (laughs) She said, what dreams? No things. (laughs) I was surprised. The one she, I think I got like four magazines. One ended up being free because she couldn't figure out the barcode and it was $32. And I was like, there's no, so I'm taking those back. I have not touched them. Um, but I know that there's something about like, you know, cutting, cutting magazines, people say the science of it. So I was like, okay, why didn't I do this? And then I literally didn't touch it. So sometimes writing, just- writing has the same effect. So if you just want to write the moments to write the words. And I think with digital, you can be so specific. Like yes. I had, like, I, I went on, um, what is it? Manzel, um, what's Zillow? I got the exact house. I mean, address, like, do, 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 do. like it's not what I know I want this specific thing like I, you know as specific as I can be and I I didn't do one this year but I mine is not wallpaper because I think it's the thing that I check the most unfortunately we're all on our phones but I see it every single time I touch my phone and I, it hasn't changed so I absolutely I think I'm gonna have to make mine my wallpaper I have computer like, literally phone right here Everything. No, I think that's really what it is. It's Put like it on everything. Visual. It's it the is. Yeah. I like maybe two years ago had one and it was like the whole magazine and everything. We didn't buy them. It was like, you know how so, there's always one person's grandma or mom that's like, here's all these magazines. And you're like, okay, I guess we're going to do this. And mine was over my bathroom because I was like, where's the place that I'm going mm-hmm. in every single day? And mm-hmm. it's also the place that I'm getting ready, like ready yeah. to enter the day, mm-hmm. also ready to close out the day. Like where, where's that place where I'm doing yeah. that? So I think that digital analog, regardless, it's about that. Being, again, committed to the practice, I think is so beautiful. Um, and and then I want to see what's on there uh, so that your tribe can help you support that. Yes, you know? yes. You have to say what you need and you you want and you know and, and let the people around you help you to reach those those things. Um, but pro tip for vision boarders: if you are if you're taking it back um, and doing it with magazines, ask your local nail salon. Oh yeah. Oh, that's a that's a that's a pro tip. All right, that's a pro tip. She's putting us on. I'm going to have a little microphone for the podcast on one of my nails, a YouTube symbol, <laughs> different a workout. No, no, no. Go get your magazines from them. Like they oh, have, you know, okay. like all, but I like that. I mean, I think visualization in anything, like, you know, whether you have a friend who doesn't vision board, but just write things on her mirror. Like, you know, it's just making sure that you're, you're seeing, it's really what you're digesting. So right. you want something that you are, you know, that you're digesting daily. So whatever that is, whatever that practice looks like, if you do crack open your journal every day, that may be just as effective to just use words. If you're a person like me, unfortunately, with my hand glued to my phone, I'm, I, I see it on my wallpaper. So just figuring it out. But if you are taking it old school and you don't want to spend $32 on your magazines, ask your local nail salon. <laughs> I, I always do kind of lie and say like I'm doing a project with kids, but. <laughs> but but they don't know your inner child I you know the, it's the detail the, the devil's in the details yes. I love it well y'all can already tell more is on the wellness lifestyle and journey and I feel like that's a perfect segue into the conversation yeah. because there's so much in your bio to unpack but I think it's really people who are committed to full living and and have this really dynamic and it, you know it feels so professional to call it a portfolio, but just like experiences to pull from that yeah. then I think have such robust takeaways. So I'm super excited for you for you to share that with the Black Girl Flow community. And I think that's I think that's such a an underlying theme in this that going into this year for our community is that finding your creative within yourself and and asking yourself how do you take care of that, whatever it looks like. I talk a lot to live about, I never felt creative. I felt very analytical. I've always felt very strategic. And she's always been one of my friends that's like, dude, you have such a vision. You're such a creative. And I think that's something that if we can all tap into, it mm-hmm. offers a new way of being. And so 
I think we got to throw it all the way back to the beginning for you so that people really understand the growth. People really understand the journey, the context. And girl, you were on a whole Disney show, like as a kid. And so people are going to have questions. So let's just get it out of the way um, (laughs) (laughs) so that we can just satisfy all that. And also our own curiosity of just, you know, what a time. So tell us just a little bit about what that was like for you. um, And what were some of the things that you learned from that era of your life looking back now so far? Oh, that was such a time. I mean, it, now it's 14, so almost, yeah, close to 14 years ago. Um, it, it, you know, I, I wanted, I, I've always had pursuits of being by the camera. I've been a performer my entire life. Um, mm-hmm. And it was probably around the age of 11. No, I think I was probably nine, nine or 10. Um, I had met Kiki Palmer, who has now been a friend for most of that 15, about 15 years almost. Um, and she was my first visualization of the possibility of that. Mm-hmm. Um, from then, it was literally my parents, thankfully, have always, if I had an aspiration, if I had an interest, they were going to invest in it in any way they could. Obviously, my parents are not in entertainment, so it was just like finding those resources. Um, mm-hmm. I ended up moving out here to LA, um, living with a woman named Donna Jean Goheen, who is, was a manager and managed uh, everyone from Ali and AJ um, to like the cast of I Charlie at the time. And she really, you saw something in me. And so in getting that role, it actually was not like reoccurring. I was uh, her brother's crush. And obviously I think for every child actress, like that is, or actor actress, that is kind of the, the goal, like Disney, Disney, Nick, like it's like, I want to do one of the two. Um, and so, you know, I had several opportunities. I, I literally got the, the pilots of a few different projects with them. Um, I've done a Finney Superb game show with Disney. My very first commercial was a Disneyland commercial. Um, but, you know, being, I would say the biggest lesson I learned was about, was it not being personal? Acting is one thing that I think, you know, it's like, am I good enough? Am I this? It's, it, you, you're going against thousands of people for one role the odds are not in your favor and especially coming into that at such a young age it's it's hard to understand like well why didn't I get it am I not good enough or am I not pretty enough am I not the right size and um it it can be a myriad of reasons actually um and sometimes you're just not what they envision the writer envision what they're looking for but that really it's it's set how I've moved through the world that I realized that it, it isn't personal um and it's what what is for me is mine I don't know why I've gotten some of the roles I've gotten I don't know why I've gotten some opportunities I've gotten I, I know there are people more talented more gifted more all of these things and it, it that was mine mm. um you know the opportunities I had during that time and so keeping that in mind as I you know matured and into my own womanhood I think that that built a foundation for how I, I guess, flow through life. Um, that, you know, what's going to be for me is going to be for me. And rejection, just getting used to rejection early. Like I, even in everything in my life, my friends laugh because like I am the shoot your shot girl. And I mean the shoot your shot girl in everything. I am the person who I approach people out and about romantically. My best friend now is several years, which is probably early in Instagram, like was you know, launching, I DM'd her because she had like the dopest style. And I was like, oh, you live in Atlanta, you're in school. And I was like, I want to be friends with you. Can like, we get together? Like I shoot my shot in every aspect of my life because I I just don't have any fear of rejection. Mm -hmm. And I think being that season of my life planted that seed. Mm. Mm. That is crucial at a young age because it's just, you're so fragile, you know? Like trying to navigate that like, I don't know, even the concept of rejection. I remember I was like interested in the acting world as well. And my my parents were more so of the mindset of like, no, like you need to be more traditional, whatever. But like I do acting camp over the summers. And I remember I finally had the courage to like audition for something in high school. I can't even remember what it was, but I literally blinked on everything. And I was so sad. And I was like, oh my God, it, 
even though they didn't even reject me, I felt like uh, this is not the space for me. And I was like, I'm stepping away from this. And that was as far as my acting career went. But like to have that mindset from a young age to be like, okay, even though I didn't do as well as I wanted to in this audition, or even though I did my best and like, they still didn't want me, I still tried and I still learned something from this. And I'm still, like, this doesn't end here. Like, yeah, and it, it doesn't take anything away from you. I mean, I, I remember vividly, there was an audition that I, I, I've trained for so long. Maybe it wasn't an audition. I think it was a, a, a teacher talking about, a casting director talking about somebody not casting a young woman for a Dove commercial. And um, I think the reason it was a woman and she was up for the role, I think she got into like, there's, there's rounds of kind of auditions. You like audition, you have a callback, you have like a producer session, you're on a veil. Like there's all these steps. And I think she was on a veil. And I think ultimately the producer was like, she reminds me too much of my ex-girlfriend. Like mm -hmm. it, it had nothing, she couldn't yeah. do anything about that. There, you know, it wasn't that she wasn't good enough. It, you know, as somebody that's fairly well endowed, I, I do vivid. I'm so sorry. That was my birth control alarm. Um, I do vividly remember um, being up for a role in the producer session. And I I was very well endowed in my teen years. And mm -hmm. I did not look 13 in the body. And there was a scene that I think I had to sit on like the dad's lap. And they were like, this is going to look very sexual. Mm -hmm. um, I'm like, you know, your face is 13, but like that body is not. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that I wasn't good enough. It wasn't anything. It just it didn't work for what they wanted. And so, you know, if people do have these pursuits, like this is the industry of no, there is no, like, you know, I look at friends who went to medical school, who went to all these things. And then like, there's a, a rule book to a, a lot of careers. There's a, you know, you do this long enough, you get the promotion, you, you do school here, you do your residency, you become a doctor. This is not that. And this industry is not that. It is one that, I mean, we're talking about flow. This is an industry that you just have to flow through. Mm. And you have to you have to love it enough to to mm. be okay with the rejection, to be okay with, you know, just the the um the but uh virality of this. Not virality, that's not the word I'm looking at. Um it's not velocity either. It, it's a what is that called when things go up and down? Oscillate, like, like the back. V, but yes, but yeah. it's kind of ebb and flow, but it, it's a, it, it's just, a, it's a it's weird, ever. yeah, it's a, it's a weird space and it, you, you do, the only way you're going to get through it is to flow through it. Yeah. So, so when you decided to take your acting hiatus and you were at Spellman, like, do you feel like that was the first time you were actually able to rest? Like what, what? No, no, it, it was not at all. So, <laughs> you know, it's written, it's written like it was a hiatus that I chose. It was with my parents when I first moved to LA. Mm. Again, I told you guys, I moved out here, um, moved up there at 13 and I moved here by myself. I was living with my manager. I had a rule with my parents that if I was not reoccurring on a TV show, I had to go to college. Mm -hmm. and um I was homeschooled through high school and honestly didn't even think I was going to get into college not that I wasn't a great student but like I didn't have recommendation letters I also wasn't really trying to get in um because yeah. I wanted to continue my acting career it was like I'm going to go to UCLA I'm going to go somewhere here and my parents and a lot of my family are HBCU alum and I, I got in I think everywhere I think I got waitlisted at NYU or something um but I, I got in everywhere and I went to visit Spelman and it it was so interesting. I remember vividly that we we have a, a chapel and the chapel is kind of a the social hub of if you will. Uh, but we had a there was like a pageant or some type of event there when I went to visit. And there was like this girl like dancing on a pew and then we were talking about her academic success and I think she had like a four and I was like, This is the kind of balanced woman I wanna be. But and as far as rest goes, you know, Spellman and I, I, I can't speak for every school, but HBCU specifically I don't think they're built for rest. Like you're, you're built to be so involved. I mean, we have like 134 registered student organizations. I did pageants. I started a homeless outreach initiative. I was an ambassador. I, I was uh, honors program. I, I, I did, I actually probably slept less during that season of my life than I ever had. Um, I was, I was doing rehearsals on a stroll team. I was doing rehearsals to like one and, and then I, I finished in three and a half years. So I was doubling up on the classes, I, you know, switched majors, have a minor. I, no, it was not a season of rest because I think for me, unfortunately, I didn't, I didn't get that concept yet. 
Um, I, I was racing to get back to entertainment. I was racing to get done with college, unfortunately. And there's so many things that I just simply didn't do. I think I went on maybe one spring break for a day. Like I was interning. I wanted to be as involved as I could. Um, and I, I genuinely, I would say probably not until the past two years, two, three years, um, that I even, I don't, I, I didn't like being with myself enough. I, I guess I like being with myself, mm. but I, I don't like stillness. I don't even, I, that concept was so foreign to me. Mm -hmm. um, and I would say largely what helped me find rest and even later in life was the pandemic. It forced me to rest. Mm. Um, I, I've gone, I've been moving and hustling my whole life. Um, and so no, no, college was definitely not a space <laughs> of rest for me. Yeah. Um, it wasn't even a space of immense fun. Like I, it was fun. I'm not going to say I didn't have any fun, but I look back and it is the one thing I do regret that my friends have so many memories together that I just was not a participant in because I was yeah. ready to get out of there. I didn't go any, I, I, I just was, <laughs> I kept and my I, goal in mind. Yeah. I think what you're talking about, a lot of people can relate to too. And I, and I, I think particularly as black women, when we feel like we have to keep going, like if yeah. you stop, then what does that say about you? And, and like, you're even talking about like the industry you were in was always, you know, go, go, go. Yeah. You finish one show. What's the next one? You know? You so, to, yeah. so then if that's all you knew, then of course you were going to approach college like that too, you know, of like, all right, we're in this, we're going to do this. But you know, <laughs> it's, it's it's also generational. I think it, my my dad is in his mid sixties, and all I know is that like I remember my dad to this day. He's now retired as of recently, and he still actually works. But my dad worked over a hundred hours a week um, most of my life. Um, there, it, that hustle is like that's what I, my dad's from. I'm from Chicago, and the city moves like that. Like that's mm. you know it was if I'm not my dad's like when I'm resting, I'm not making money. Right. Um, and so even vacations, like he does, my dad didn't even know the, he really still doesn't know the cost of vacation because for him, it's how much money he's missing. Um, and so I've had to really unlearn that and that I can't even do my best work without adequate rest. And you kind of can, you can kind of pull it off. I cannot, when I, my friends laugh, like I will dip from a party now. Like I, when I not only like physical rest, like I mean, all of it, I have to turn my mind off. If it's not done by six, like it's probably not getting done. I will be in bed, Mara sleeps in. <laughs> that, took for, that took so long um, for me to get to that place of prioritizing rest the way I prioritize the hustle I think I just always thought I would run out of time where I needed to meet some arbitrary timeline time frame and I think everyone I do think most people do have that of like oh shit like I think we thought we were going to be you know like I was gonna have my career I was gonna be married by now I was gonna have a kid <laughs> like what I, thinking now I'm like bro were you insane like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> like you thought you were gonna buy a million dollar home by now like but it's, it's, to your point of like well, when you're when you're in it you you cannot even conceptualize that and it's not until you're out of it a global pandemic halted your ass and said what we not about to do is run raggedy in these streets girl yeah. like come sit your behind and and I think too, I'm curious because it's like, I'm sure that process felt jolting too. Because it's like, when you're talking about unlearning, to your point, generational, your own majority of your lived experience, like that's a, that's a hard hit to the chin, to the yeah. chin. That doesn't just come. And I also think that it says something about the individual to take that as an invitation of a new way of being. Because I think a lot of people get halted and they resist. They resist that, they push back, they try and, you know, they try and overcompensate and try and control and do and do more to try and push against it. I think it says something to be like, you know what? Like this is saying something. Like this, I'm taking this as an invitation of I do do my best work when I am rested. And you yeah. know what? We are going to leave the party a little barely. And when the top, when my phone goes on, do not disturb, 
I mom do not disturb, yeah. you know? And it's, and it's in those, and I'm a big proponent of it's in the little things reflecting the big things. So it's when you start to advocate for yourself, when you start to, to reclaim that mm. time in the tiny things, it will that. be easier to do it for the big things. We don't jump for the big kahunas. If we don't, you know, the big kahunas, not kahunas, kahunas. You have the crop where you want. Yeah, exactly. So I yeah. just think that says something so much to what it takes to over override that habitual response of just go, go, go. And I think that says something so much about you that you were like, hindsight 2020 we were doing too much <laughs> but now yeah. we're gonna do we're gonna be more strategic in all of this to be better for it I think that's huge yeah and I think you know it's it's interesting to say that I think it's also been something you know when you hear something in your ear over and over um mm. I remember Mari I killed well before I worked with her but she came to Spelman and I, you know, was talking about my career and, you know, coming in to college, having an entertainment and I was graduating early and I was all this. And she's like, you have time, you have time. Mm -hmm. And it, it's honestly the one thing I've heard my entire life. Um, I, I danced, I danced a large part of my life. I would say 11 years or so and can really dance was always ahead of everyone. Like and ahead of them as in up, 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 up to the next move. Cause I moved so fast. I mm -hmm. talk so fast. The one thing I think my parents did tell me a lot, even though my dad also, like he did, was slow down. But in little things, like you said, it's those little things. My dad was like, Mara, slow down your speech, like slow down talking, slow down, like your, your step ahead and your choreography. And it's, it was something that always was in my ear. And mm -hmm. it wasn't until not only just the pandemic, um, you talked a little bit, I know we're going to talk a little bit about my own wellness journey, but I have, um, in 2015, I, I was diagnosed with reoccurring displaced patella syndrome. So my kneecaps move off alignment. Um, it didn't get too bad until probably 2019, where I kid you not, I can make one long step and I can barely walk for weeks at a time. That my, I, I, I was forced. It, it, so it was like a lot of it, even the pandemic. No, eventually I gave in resisting, but it, life had to force me. Because it wouldn't have wouldn't have come. It wouldn't have been something I probably sought out. Um, it had to sit my ass down, and it, it was doing. Even my like I said, I was diagnosed in twenty fifteen. It was still like, okay, cool. We're not about to hit the gym as long as I can, as hard as I can, until I know my knees are gonna give out. Like it was like I was gonna push until I knew I was gonna crash, and that was my cycle. You go until you crash. You crash. I guess you take a couple days to recover and you pick it back up. And I think especially that, that I, I mirrored for my dad. My dad would take like, I would say maybe like around December, like a week, maybe, I wouldn't say a week, but that was the one time I saw my dad rest. Like it was like his hibernation to push that hard throughout the year. But I'm seeing him now in his age and not only is it reflected in his body, like, it, it, you know, this, this stuff, it weighs on you and not just, you know, yes, in your face, you know, you're in your age lines and things like that, but you, you, you can't, you can't run like that. No. Um, it's not, it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable for a long life to keep that kind of momentum. Um, you know, so it was forced. Um, and I guess, yeah, eventually I gave in, but I didn't have a choice. We weren't shooting nothing last year. No, it wasn't really no, you know, it was, yeah. We, we all, we all had to pause. And I, I take a lot from Lexi and just like the way that she lives her life and balance. Like, I think she's really good about that. And as creatives, it's hard. Like we're constantly seeing other creatives do dope shit, like constantly. And it wasn't until I, I kind of had a similar experience in college where for a very long time, I was just producing, 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 like student government president, RA, you know, like typical stuff, right? And it wasn't until I got like physically sick as well. And mm -hmm. it was bad enough for my mom to have to literally like come up to North Carolina and help nurse me back to health because I was just not giving myself adequate rest. And it sucks that we have to like learn the hard way sometimes, but I think that's why we emphasize wellness and rest so much on the podcast because it is not sweet when you have to like, when you, when your body ends up being the person being the like embodiment mm. like yeah that takes the hit your body takes the hit mm -hmm. absolutely and so I I know that you're on the east coast I rep east coast super hard my brother actually goes to more I'm on I'm in LA and I'm from the east coast 
Right, right. Yeah, you're you're in LA, but mm-hmm. but and and that's kind of what I want to talk about because I know I just recently it was my second time being in California. I was in LA for like a day, and more so Santa Monica, like for my birthday. Oh, you were chilling. That was a chill. Yeah. You were chilling. The whole new that that's a whole new way of living. <laughs> I, I, I really want to like know what that vibe has been since returning back to LA, like from yeah. Being- because because it's it's two different vibes I feel like just like Atlanta is even different than New York but like and Atlanta's in Chicago so it's like but the east coast vibe versus the west coast vibe how 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 is that it's so funny because um my parents are from different coasts my mom's from LA my dad's from Chicago and I've always felt that my mother flows through life my mom nothing she moves with Mm. such an ease always has my mom my mother is like if it's like this isn't serving me she's letting you like she's just who she's always been and my dad has always been you, you, you keep it moving um keep you keep it hustling you keep like that's just how he moves and that it is it's even this sounds like crazy but like I know there's psychological effects on um weather and like the cold even in the east coast makes people a little harder it may like you know, people talk about sometimes like New York women being aggressive, being all of these things. And it, it, I really do believe that the the, um, the weather plays a factor in all of that. Um, mm-hmm. And so being, you know, coming back, it is a city that is just so chill, so slow. Like you almost be like, you guys, you guys are not working still. Like, especially if you come from New York, I didn't, I, lived, I was in New York for a few months, but like, that's just a go, 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 go. Like even the fact that it's called that the city doesn't sleep. LA shuts down it too. Like everyone's like, when my friends are here, they're like, there's no after move. I'm like after move, <laughs> no, we don't do an after move. Like the city is done. We are done. Like yeah. it is a city of rest, of relaxation. I genuinely I mean, so many people are entertainment that like, if you come to the city, you really just don't think people work because like the cafes are overrun all day. Like you can go to the mall in the middle of the day and it's like, damn, didn't know y'all, y'all don't do nothing. Like you just live right. in, you just live in. LA is like a city that it's like, you just live in um, and it honestly I could not even imagine myself moving back east because I enjoy the quality of life that this city like the city offers but like the kind of person it it does it makes you be it you know it does force you I think even the way people utilize water I I obviously know the name of the podcast and I will continue to probably um reference flow like it you the activity, the the most dominant sport here, people flow through. Like it is, you know, yeah. you are you're connected with water in a different way. Yeah, we have water in Chicago, but it's obviously not Pacific Ocean. <laughs> um, you know, like you know, it's it's very different. It is a city that I think it it slows you down. It does in many ways, and even being in this industry, yes, you're kind of hustling from one job to the next, but it is a city that you do have to trust the the universe trust God like that the next thing is coming because like you don't have control it's a city that you do not have control of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so it, you know it, it's a it's a different world it's a different world um and one that I I'm so thankful for and I guess I, I grew up someone here coming here at 13 like I split my time so I mm-hmm. I, I really am the best of my parents now I think that I really have sensibilities in both cities that I'm going to outwork most people here, which has probably expedited my career trajectory. Mm-hmm. Um, but because the city's going to kind of slow you down and flow through it, like, I, I, I can't, I'm learning that piece of it too. Yeah. But when it comes to when it, when I'm up, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm going to dominate any of you because I, I, I have that East Coast movement and that East Coast mm-hmm. hustle. But now I'm learning to trust the that also that that flow. So yeah, and Lex knows that I like fangirled over Issa Rae's Sweet Life Los Angeles because I feel like that was like my first time. First of all, I love reality TV shows, so I fangirl over most reality TV shows. But it was like my first time seeing like Black creatives in LA thriving. Like, do you feel like your community is low key? like that I'm not sure if you've seen Sweet Life but I so I'm not a huge reality person but I did watch it because I'm a huge Issa fan um <laughs> and so I want to I mean I'm, I try to support as much as I can and I think it was somewhat of a, a positive representation um yeah my 
my tribe is like if y'all know the episode insecure like you know we are thriving and like we are like every person around me is like we are doing we're doing great um I don't even like it's it's a beautiful thing I think I think that's a reflection I there's a a reflection of who I am and what I put out into the world but I, there's a kind of a short little analogy or story fable I don't know what you want to call that but it's about this guy it's two people moving from this town and one of them is meets this like middle town first and he's like how are the people in the town over and the guy's like well how are the people in the town that you came from he's like they were awful miserable that are that and the guy's like, well, it's going to be just like that in the town, the next town. And then the next guy comes and he's like, hey, he stops in the middle town too. And he's like, how is, you know, how are the people in the town over? And he's like, well, how are they like in your last place? And he's like, everyone was wonderful. You know, it was, my, my life was abundant, he said, and that will be, that'll be your experience in this next town. And so I know, you know, some people will talk about LA and it's fake. It's this, I don't, you know, it's an unstarting artist. I'm like, my vibe is just attracting my tribe wherever I go and so my my tribe in LA is thriving my tribe in Atlanta thriving (laughs) New York tribe like it you know that it's kind of these kind of people I surround myself with um always have I've always looked for the people who are gonna go out and get it not take no for an answer and and it's across different just different industries I do know people in entertainment but I I do just have gone to college like most of my I see I have one friend just graduated law school, two are finishing dental school this year. My best friend's a consultant. One of them is an entrepreneur. So like my actual world, like my real life outside of my industry is just we some, you know, regular people, but they're all doing exceptionally well. My best friend yeah. just bought and flipped a home and I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, yes, bro. Like I'm just <laughs> it's crazy because hearing you talk like that's Liv and I's friend group like we just got off of her birthday trip and that's the same thing like we have one friend super successful career in journalism works for a major network another friend about to embark on dental school you know what I mean like I I do a little bit of everything Liv's our entrepreneur like boss girl like all all of the things and so I think I hope people are gleaning from all of your sentiments at all these different phases of your life about it's not just one mind. It's not just one mindful or wellness trick or practice. It's about all of them. Cause what you're talking about is like, not just to value stillness and perspective and reflection, but also it's about your, it's about your mindset. You know what I mean? Like, and not letting your environment dictate how you're going to be, but you choosing. And you're like, yeah, people could say anything about LA, but you're like, but what I'm doing is living a life abundant of success. And that's what I see. And so you're like, so somebody probably could be having a different experience and that's fine. But then also knowing so much about yourself. And I think again, people can glean from everything you've been sharing. Is that like, you're so confident in yours. You're like, even in my slow like even in my slowness I know I'm still outperforming everybody and it's that confidence that I think really you know expedites people's success and then then you really are a self-fulfilling prophecy because you're like you believe in yourself and you believe in your tribe that's my that is my phrase like the self-fulfilling prophecy is it's so it it, it, it's true it you know that is I'm sure most people have read The Secret if people are in a self-help or anything like that. The secret is you. That's the secret. I don't know what you, you don't even buy a bad book. The secret is you. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. If no, you. <laughs> you know, people are like, what's the, what is this? What is, and I'm like, is you, like, if you believe. It's believing in you. It's you. And I think, you know, one thing about LA, you said it kind of in what you just said, but I tell everyone that I, I am in this business I am not of this business like this is my job I am a real person outside of this and I I, how I moved to this city and I think my experience is like like I said that's that's my job that's I'm not of it I'm not of that mindset I'm not of the scarcity mindset I'm not of the the phony mindset that's not what I'm of and so my experience my life the abundance in my life is a reflection of that um, I don't, I try very, I, I try very hard not to speak, um, you know, I just, I just, I pay attention to the power of the tongue in everything yeah. that I do. And well, I think that's a perfect segue because out yeah. of all, like we've taken just like a snippet into your career path, but you're a writer too. Yeah. And so you take all these experiences, you value the, you know, the words, the tongue, talk talk about how that has like 
embodied in your writing um, and, and what that process has been stepping into that because you know that's a huge that's a huge step from being an actor into that other side of, of the of the the process and I'm, I'm yeah. just so curious how how you bring all of this into into that writing process Oof, that's a that's a great question um as much as I've always loved performing I've always loved storytelling and I've always loved expression I think most performers for the most part are uh, are multi-talented I think a lot of people don't allow themselves to explore different passions and things like that but um I've been writing almost as long as I've been acting. I actually ran a blog prior to launching the project, um, the platform with Kofi called Lips Unsealed, where I was doing journalistic work in the music and culture space. Um, I, you know, it's I've always been fascinated with words. I think that started being somebody who reads, and even a lot of part of acting is reading. So you're reading words, you know. You so I think all of it, as far as my writing, I write the best for my life. Uh, you know, I, I draw from my life to write. I think, you know, I, I'm honing the skills of writing, which you can do, whether you do that um, in school and, you know, more formal education, or you just put pen to paper. I don't think, I think so many of us are writers. If you, you know, just t open your notes up and you're just expressing yourself, you're writing your prayers, you're writing devotions, you're writing your affirmations, you know, I, I think more people are writers than they think, um, because most of us are just livers of life. Um, and if you're lovers of life and are able to just put that down and put it in word format, you're, you're a writer. Um, so I don't, I don't really even think about like the writing. That's almost kind of like a second nature piece of me. Like I write, I have a, what's that called? It's called a five, five minute journal. Mm -hmm. Even if I'm not really writing, writing, like I'm not just out here beasting it out. Oh, okay. Okay. Live that the same the way. Side, I for those watching on YouTube, I just pulled out my five minute journal on my <laughs> uh let me let me find <laughs> mine. Let me find my <laughs> it's it's in a it's like uh it's so like mine's, yeah. <laughs> mine's somewhere else. Mine's on the other side of my bed. But no, I think you know, like you're that's a writer. You know, it, it's writing is if you if you pull out a sticky note and you you write a couple words a day, every day is not like I'm not beasting it out. Like I have friends who are I mean, they be writing, like Shonda Ryan says she writes every day. I don't. I ain't gonna hold nobody. I don't. I write when I'm inspired to write. I write when I live a lot. I um, and I think I guess all of it just really goes back to living. I even think my performance is influenced by my living. I don't. As much as I wanted to be an actress as a young at a young age, I hadn't even really lived enough to be a good actor. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't have enough in my file cabinet to pull from. I hadn't had you know you're doing a scene of heartbreak and like I can see him like girl she never had a heartbreak like genuinely this performance is void of any real experience right. And, you know, writing, for the most part, for a lot of people, is you're living out someone's life. Right. Um, maybe sometimes it is. I mean, sometimes it's fiction and you're, reading, you're, you're I guess, living out their mind. Um, but I think even, I guess, because of how I even view that, I think, what am I trying to say? That um, the, like, we exist in, not only multitudes, but in different um planes it's not planes either Consciousness. yeah it's like those are also lived experiences just not in this mm -hmm. this consciousness so you know I, I probably didn't answer the question very clearly because writing is just such a it's complex right yeah it's, it's, yeah and and I love like your spiritual references like you know you talk a lot about duality you talk a lot about like the different dimensions of self you talk about that's what I meant that's what I'm trying to say we're in different dimensions dimensions yeah, yeah. Yes, like, and, and, and you talk about how, like, the universe guides you, like, we are already, like, the, our future self is pretty much waiting for, like, us to arrive. To arrive, and, oh, yeah. yeah, like, I, I, I think that that's so powerful, and for other people, like, I guess navigating their spiritual journey, and are just curious, like, what has your spiritual journey looked like, and, like, how, how do you, how does your creativity influence that space of your life like does that make sense how does because, my creativity influence my spiritual journey like yeah like or, or how does your spirituality like show up in your extensive career like I I hear you talk a lot about you know that just, is my career that I, I not only 
I, am I spiritual? I, I would say I, I mean, I grew up in the church to an extent. Like, I didn't, we were like a churchy family. Like, I started actually becoming like a youth leader at like 14. Like, I started, I rebaptized, I got rebaptized like myself at that age. Um, yeah. God has been ever present in my life. Um, so, my spirituality, <laughs> my spirituality is my career, but I really, honestly, I feel like my, my career is just my, my career is what it is simply as to be an example of the power of God mm. that that's it like I my spiritual my, my career is my testimony because my career does not make sense like it it it, it really hasn't I, I mean I was I I don't know if I still am but I you know I was one of the youngest tv executives I mean I, it doesn't make sense. I, I didn't have a traditional, a linear thing in it, but it, it doesn't make sense. And so I can't take credit for it. I, mm-hmm. I, I, so I think I'm actually getting really emotional thinking about it because I, it's so above me. My gifts are above mm-hmm. me. Everything is just the ideas I have are planted in me. Yeah. Um, I'm, and it, I don't know if any of you guys have read Big Magic, but ideas are living and breathing things and god selects us i apologize um no this is real this is this is what it is to live in your person i know speaking Uh, through you right now yeah god um god selects vessels and sometimes we 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 say no and the idea will go to somebody else but when once once you feel that you can do something once a word comes it's because it can come to pass through you yeah and you choose to either allow that to go with it to believe that um and so many people don't and I think because they don't they don't experience the fullness of what their life can be because they they reject it they reject they reject things from God from the universe whatever whatever your higher belief that you believe in um and I, I've just always said, yes, if it's an idea, mm. okay, if you've given me the idea, I know that I am able to bring this to pass. Um, mm. So my, my career is just, is just that it's living through that testimony. That is, that's it. That's all. That's all my career is. Um, Girl, I have testimony. chills. I have literal chills because I want people, I want the Black Girl Flow community to go back a minute and really listen to you because what you're talking about is the embodiment of purposeful living. Like, and what the even the emotion that I can even feel through the Zoom screen is what it really feels like to tap in to that level of alignment where everything is flowing in purpose and alignment and and more that's what I think like oh I'm literally getting to even continue to talk about it because it's like everything from this conversation is showing that it's possible Mm -hmm. and that when you get there you have to believe that you're there that you're that you're doing this that you've said yes that you've set you've you've laid the foundation you've positioned yourself and you've leaned into the uncertainty and and what Liv has always worked on in her creative journey is trusting your art trusting yourself trusting yourself as a creative as the as an artist and also seeing the bigger vision and that all of those things happening at the same time to what we want for the Black Girl Flow community is to get closer and closer to that. So hearing you say that, I'm like, y'all, do you hear it? Like, this is what it is. Like this, like we could we say it over and over and over again, but you are the ultimate embodiment of that process of trusting your art, purposeful living, and truly being in flow like more like you and 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 feeling that emotion and feeling that is just knowing just knowing in the core of who you are you're like you just can't tell me otherwise and to me that is an unstoppable force particularly for black women who were being stripped of opportunities and and very structural barriers for us to get to that point um and and to hear you say that is all we ever want for our sister in ourselves you know so I'm just I just thank you for that piece because I think that's going to bless 
so many people to hear um, and, and to maybe even invite them to trust themselves too in this process and to lean into that. So I just, uh, I'm just like, so grateful. <laughs> and, and to bring the conversation full circle, Mara, what does it mean for you to be in flow, like with yourself or, or like, what, what does that word mean? Like, how does it feel? Whew. <laughs> to be in flow I think to be in flow is 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 to trust yourself and for me um I, I guess even just tying back to what I said about my own spirituality um I know who I am and I also know whose I am and I I know that I'm made in the image of God and I trust God so I have to trust myself because I am God God is in me. Like I, it's it's simply, it's it's so crazy. Like I, I kid you not. There's so many things that I I'll say, and it's like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna sell this show, and I've never been in a writer's room, and it's like that's wild. But like, the moment the vision came to me, it was like, I right, cool, it's done. I have some work to do to get it done. But like, once something comes to me, that means that I just gotta, I have to flow till it till it comes to pass and once for flow for me I think it's things are transitioning that that's flow mm-hmm. is transition um when you when you are watching waves flow they're they're transitioning from one space to another um and so I I tell everybody even like when you think about money you think about anything it's like oh I so I'm like oh it's in transition to me I don't have it right now it's a transition to me like everything is like the moment the moment the seed has been planted whatever it is is in transition to me and the only way that I can get to it you can prevent yourself from getting there but the only way to really get to it is to stop rejecting rejecting doubt you know you can't you you can't you can't reject you can't have resistance Mm. to it and 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 that's the it's it's like being in the water like you if you're stranded they let you you're supposed to lay on your back and let it flow a lot of people push against tides whatever you're not going to get to where you are trying to you will be pushed more than likely more likely than not to shore but you you have to allow you have to release resistance and floating does that you can't you can't push against the waves you just have to you have to float to the destination and you have yeah it's the flow is the practice of the least resistance for me Mm. um that's it. Love that. Love, love, love that. One more, just thank you for coming and chatting with us. I know so many people are going to want to know where to keep up with your content, the projects that you're doing, the work. So let us know, drop the handles, you know, the ads, all that. And let us know if there's any big projects or things coming up that people should be on the lookout for um, and how they can stay connected to you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Mar- at Mara Chance on everything. There's probably no place you can't find me. Um, it, I think like even now, like my Venmo and Zelle, I think I, I kind of knew about, I didn't know about branding, but like I've ha- I've literally had my handles with my name forever. Like I've never had like a nickname, like it's always been my name. And I guess I've just known the power of that too. So you can find me everywhere at Mara Chance, M-A-U-R-A-C-H-A-N-Z. Um, you know, I, I have some projects that are I, I know are going to come to pass um in in some time when when that time is I'm not sure but um I'm producing a couple shows I I get I get so many things I think my my biggest thing I would love and hope um is moving is figuring out the way to restructure tribe a little bit um we didn't speak too much about it but tribe is my women's organization empowerment organization we started out actually as a uh, a platform um a publishing platform so people it was a content platform for many women um we've been in the offline space in which we were hosting events we've bought out theaters to take young girls to see little we've we've done wellness retreats sunrise meditation and yoga and unfortunately just with my my life and my work I haven't been able to do that in a formal way 
I like try this tattoo to my arm and it is, it's how I move through the world. Um, is to, you know, I, I, I live by, there's three pillars. They say that you need to, to be content in life. You need community, you need autonomy to be yourself and you need something to give to the world, a skill set or something. And so I, I work every day to bridge the gap for women in one of those aspects. Sometimes some people need all three, some people only need one. Um, and so Tribe is always with me. It's something I'm always doing because it's who I am. It's the embodiment of how I move, but I would like to put a structural form, like a structure around that again, um, whether it be in the activation space or we back in digital platforms. Um, so say that, and then a lot of stories. I My career has been marked by telling a lot of people's stories. Um, and I have not, had the opportunity to share too many of my own um mm. i am i'm the conduit who brings everyone else's visions to life and um and i've been you know quietly working on a few of my own but i think that is this next chapter of my life is that it's bringing the stories that i find of importance to the forefront so um when they come i i hope people you know take a read take a listen take a look um, if it doesn't, if it doesn't resonate with you, pass it on to someone that it may. Um, but that's that's it. I don't have anything specific. And it's crazy. I feel like I've been asked this question the past couple of years, and it's not been anything specific. For like, <laughs> so what people need I'm to do is just go click the follow button on all the platforms up. and just keep up because the up. good it's things something. are coming. We're just you know we're letting life be what it is. But the I, transition. I think Exactly. I think all the spaces, all the stories that you're telling, I think people are very excited. I know at the Black Girl Flow community, we are stands um, and we're so excited to continue to see just the success of of your life and career blossom. So we encourage everybody to go check it out because your authentic, purposeful living in flow is exactly what we want to highlight on our podcast so more we just thank you thank you thank you so much gratitude for sharing and being in space with us and folks that's today's episode and so we'll catch you next time so peace love thank blessings. you ladies. bye y'all bye all right that wraps up our episode this week don't forget to go check out black girl flow podcast on social media and even check out our new YouTube channel to continue the conversation there. We really appreciate if y'all could rate and subscribe our channel. And with that said, see you all next time. Rest well, folks.